Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the wrestling podcast. That's right, we've got pay per view incoming, and you know the getting over crew ain't going to let you down. We're covering who won last time. We're covering special guest predictions. And we're covering the upcoming pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. One of Stu's favourites. If you're checking us out on YouTube, wave at the screen. Say hi whilst clicking that uh, that lovely subscribe button. If you're already subscribing, you can uh, comment and share and things like that. If you just like listening to us all, that's perfectly fine. But uh, do subscribe, because it's a big help to us. So, yeah. Let's get cracking. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the Getting Over podcast. This meeting is being recorded. Thank you, lady. Stu. Hello, hello. If you're viewing on YouTube, you've probably worked out by now that the uh, the usual gang are back together, so that can possibly only mean one of two things. But this time around, it's getting oh, over. Three. Oh, three. Okay. Yeah, whatever. But it's getting over. <laughs> <laughs> getting over 35. I will, I will eventually get these words out. So, uh, yeah, hot start and all that. Um, and as always, as we've pointed out, we are joined by the usual suspects, Mr. Paul Williams. Hello. Mr. Matthew Moore. Mm. <laughs> and the head honcho himself, the Vince McMahon of Cookie Cast, if you like, Mr. Andy Cook. I don't know what I did to you in a previous life. Wow. <laughs> Hi. You, 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 I mean, you sacked him, clearly. Hi. I was going to say, clearly, what's his contract bye, was bye. coming to an end, and we parted on amicable terms. I'll have you know. But did you wish him well in his future endeavours? Because if not, that's where you drop the ball. <laughs> I, I held, I held the door for AEW open for him as he walked through it. Before we get too far in, um, there, there is a bit of sad news to report this time around, and uh, it's saddened to hear of the recent passing of Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff age 71. Uh, Mr. Wonderful played a huge part in laying the foundations for, for WWE as we know it by main eventing WrestleMania 1 and tag teaming with Rowdy Roddy Piper to take on Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Uh, it was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame back in 2005 and he overcame cancer back in 2011. So this, this guy is, is sort of, you know, been there, done that bought it all, seen it all, done it all, whatever. He's, he's just... Like, basically, if, you, if if he's a bit before your time, as he's likely to be probably in this day and age, go back and watch some of the matches because some of them, I think, certainly like, still still will still hold up and just... He's he's one of them ones that will be forever talked about but kind of, I think, not really in the main event kind of circle, always in a supporting role and... I wouldn't really want somebody like that to be forgotten, uh, um, and you know, for the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame and stuff, hopefully he won't be. But um, unfortunately, recently his son had posted some uh, pictures and videos um, showing his father in ill health. But yeah, thoughts really with the Ondor family, and just 
kind of wanted to give him a mention just to say thanks for everything at the beginning of the podcast. So a bit of a bit of a sad start to it this time around. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but after that, we will start where we always do with the predictions title. Uh, some of the regular listeners will know that we had Mr. Max Hepworth on last time out. Uh, that that's clearly a replica, Andy, because the the real one is just behind me, as we all know. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Max Hepworth was on last time as our guest predictor. Uh, I'm pleased to say that he 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 has returned for this episode and has uh, submitted some picks ahead of time. Um, he has also promised to join us live at some point. Um, so now I've mentioned that on air, and Max has now had three three mentions in the same episode. Never mind in the entirety of the uh, the podcast. Legally it is now legally binding. binding. So you know we we will hold you to that, Max. With him returning as guest predictor, does that give any indication that he was successful in taking down any of the regulars with the predictions? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> and last time out, we had the second ever clean sweep of predictions because uh, I got a six out of six. Just thought I might, I might mention that now. But am I going to do it again? Would I do it again? Or. Uh, would I effectively what, do what is known in the business as uh, doing a Sasha Banks and uh, been in the title off after uh, less than one defence, really? So, um, so yeah. I mean, let's let's not mess around. Um, let's get straight to the scores. Unfortunately for Max, <laughs> he's got the mention first, um, but also alongside Mr. Matthew Moore in joint last position um, with with a huge. Three out of five. So not too shabby. Jesus. And three out of five gets you last place. Yeah, and, and, and Paul, you'll be really happy to know that four out of five got you uh, second. I'm a little disappointed that four out of five also got me joint second. Which means that, you know, Mr. Cook couldn't let me just have it and join him in the clean sweep circle. He has to go and stick his nose out in front once again. Five out of five. Sat up there on his own at the top of the clean sweep leaderboard now. Congratulations, Mr. Cook. Football might not have come on, but that uh, that title certainly has for you. So, uh, so there now, you stayed there for the past year as well. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that says, let's go back to last episode, shall we, boys, and just go through some of those predictions. Because apparently I needed, you know, my head seen to when I was picking all those predictions. You know, those clean, that clean sweep predictions. Well, it happened. And who who are we now, mere mortals, to tell you that a prediction will be wrong? Apparently, apparently not. So, yeah. <laughs> So we'll move into sorry, the sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I mean, if if, if you want to go on, uh, go on YouTube, it's a bit easier just... when there's only five to predict. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can that victory. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I didn't, I didn't quite catch that. I was too busy rubbing the uh, the gold. Rubbing the what, sir? The gold. <laughs> it's very self-congratulatory, isn't it? <laughs> Well, you'll be pleased to know that uh, not only will money in the bank make it much more difficult this time, in theory, but there's also a sixth match, so uh, you'll uh, you'll have that ex- extra one, extra uh, burden of pressure on on the shoulders this time to to retain that title. Um, moving into the news for, uh, since the last podcast, there there are quite a few uh, talking points that have happened, but I'm going to start with 
a return and news of a departure. Seeing as we've talked about departures in the news section seemingly for the last three podcasts now. But it is, uh, yeah, you'll see. So, Zelina Vega returns to WWE, whilst her husband, the newly minted Malachi Black, debuts on AEW. Uh, having been released by WWE in November 2020, and then taking a very public stance against WWE's policy on uh, superstars using websites like Twitch and YouTube and, and so forth, you'd have probably have thought that Zelina Vega had burnt as many bridges as she'd ever crossed with, with WWE. Um, combine that with the recent release of her husband, the artist now formerly known as Alistair Black, all signs really, for me, seem to point towards her never coming back. Um, I'll just, yeah. I would thought was it done? I expected AEW or um, particularly when um, what's his, what's his face Andrade turned up at AEW as well because that put you know, obviously their kind of partnership mm. in NXT and then on the WWE roster worked really worked really well. So you kind of thinking, oh well, when you kind of just start joining up the the dots, it kind of points towards her going there kind of thing and. <laughs> I think someone put a put a me a, a meme or a gif on there, and it was like when you realise that Vicky Guerrero is going to continue to be your manager. <laughs> not not only that, but then the announcement of the Ring of Honor um, tournament for the women's title, and then the um, NWA women's only pay per view coming up. You'd have thought there would have been plenty of options, but um, oh yeah, after after she was released, the tweet wasn't a thank you WWE for all the opportunities or whatever, whatever it was. It was, uh, I support unionisation, was the tweet she put out. So, uh, absolute shots fired. But then on the 2nd of July episode of SmackDown, Sonya Deville storms her way down to the ring in her uh, official capacity and announces Zelina Vega as the next competitor in uh, the Women's Money in the Bank match. And uh, since the return, that... That aforementioned tweet has actually now been deleted, which is uh, probably the least shocking part of this tale. <laughs> um, but speaking of Alistair Black, slash Tommy End, slash now Malachi Black, uh, made his debut in AEW after being released from WWE around 30 days previous. Uh, regular listeners that have uh, chimed in you know, with us on the 90 day no compete clause because we've seen it about 48 times in the last three podcasts. Um, probably be wondering how he turned up so quickly. Um, I would guess Matt especially might be all over this because I think this has been mentioned in the group chat. Uh, do you uh, do you want do you want to explain the little uh, shenanigans, Mister Moore? Well, apparently when he got promoted from so NXT, apparently if you're in NXT, well maybe they've changed it now but previously if you're in NXT your contract was 30 day a 30 day release clause um, and then when you got promoted to the main roster it was made a 90 day uh, failed to do that with uh, old uh, Ali Ali Noir uh, as he was as, as you'd say um, and released him and then went obviously must have, someone must have gone oh crap but to be fair he did quite a good job as well because he did a lot of interviews post-release and mentioned, oh yeah, you know, I'm looking at date, I'm looking for, you know, for, for events um, around this date, obviously the 90 days, kind of kept on saying, oh, you know, I'll be looking to see what's going on in Japan in, you know, 90 days kind of thing. And then uh, then obviously released a video on his, uh, on his Instagram, which is dark. 
Um, and then uh, I then rocked up at uh, AEW to, you know, cook, deal out a couple of black masses to uh, Arm Anderson and uh, and Cody. Good old Corey. Uh, so yeah, so a bit, a bit of a strange situation that because like you would have thought like the amount of releases that have happened over the last uh, three months they'd have absolutely had that down but um, apparently not and it, it's it feels for the fact that they've even retained the surname as, as part of the new character and then moving forward it is is not probably just a middle finger but you you would expect a middle finger on both hands cleanly up towards WWE at this point and um, by, by what's happened but we'll see um, just just a little note to mention continuity as well and the fact that he left seemingly with an eye injury um, recovering from said eye injury and still turns up in AEW with like the like the makeup as if it's all bruised and everything so like he's, he's probably done more for continuity from WWE storylines than WWE have done for the last uh, 18 months so yeah I thought that was, that was quite a nice little touch there um, we started the podcast with some, some sad news and I mean this isn't quite as sad but Sad news now for one particular member of the, uh, the getting on the team, Paul. Um, if, if you could just try and hold back the tears for the for the next section of the news, that would that would be incredible. Um, but it has been reported that last week, whilst training at the performance centre, that Bailey has torn an ACL on the left leg and will now be out for around nine months. Uh, Bailey's been quite a major part, really, of WWE in the pandemic era, and it's it's kind of heartbreaking that the week before they're due back in front of live fans, she's now going to have to sit on the sidelines for all that time. And obviously, we wish Bailey well. Paul probably wishes her well even more, so we can start predicting her every single time. Because, as we all know, there is uh, there is absolutely no way that um, that injury will keep her down for that period of time, really. Um, but if if well, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, when she comes back, there's absolutely no way Bailey would be winning something as soon as she comes back. Well, if, if Sky better listening, uh, if you could uh, send me the odds right now on Bailey winning the Women's Royal Rumble uh, in 2022, I, uh, I I would take that right now. Another I'd say that's news. sketchy on the time scale because she'd have to be she'd have to be fitting six months for an injury that takes nine. In other yeah, news, but... look out for uh, Bailey's new book about her latest album that she's releasing with a band that are going on tour. I mean, no? it's funny, it's funny how this never comes up in like the NFL podcast that you know when Saquon Barkley did he like tore his ACL that you know wait for his new rap album to come out or something like that. Don't ever uh, mention that man's he... name in this house again. <laughs> I mean, she, like, if 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 she's all right to kind of like not you know sit around and not do too much, she can she can quite happily come back and host Ding Dong Hello. That'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll I, I I think they will try and keep her on, like in like a interview capacity, so that they can keep the sort of the the heel persona going. Because like that'll be the worst thing if she does go away and then come back. She'll get a she'll get a baby face response, won't she? So. I, I I don't think they'll be worried about that. I think I think she'll be right either way. I think she's she's definitely staked to reclaim enough over the last sort of eighteen months that regardless of if she's on for a bit, off for a bit, whatever, when she comes back back, um I think she's probably now 
and this is probably quite a bold claim and, and you know tell me if you think I'm wrong but I I, I think she's probably a, um, a bigger deal to WWE than Becky Lynch is personally is or was at that time both now I still think I still think if you like if you look at like the merch that Becky moved at the time she was arguably like the number one merch seller and I don't think Bailey was anywhere close to being that but from from like uh, the, the, just the TV aspect and like as a, as a character, I think as a people she was, she was over as a, as that sort of dick that was I, you know, easy to hate. I think but, people um, were, were starting to get bored of the the man thing. I think that it, the the break and obviously like it, you know perfect reason to have a break. Not not being horrible about that in any way, shape, or form. But I think the break for her career-wise also came at the right time um, the fact that when when she does come back um, she can essentially fall back into that without kind of really like any change to that character whatsoever and any need for change to that character and people will be okay for two or three months whilst they then work out what what direction you know she's going to go in but I'd agree on that and it wouldn't have worked with no crowd either, because obviously the the man thing we relied on the crowd kind of thing, whereas the no crowd fully did her a favour. To be fair, mm. um, but yeah, it's, I, they've done really well with Bailey because if you look at the kind of in the past, you just think she would have just stayed as a face for so long. They would have done. They would have kind of John Cena did for kind of thing and sold loads of kind of. Pictures of those things that you put outside car um, car sales lots and all that waving kind of inflatable arm flailing <laughs> yeah whereas actually they kind of took the risk and turned a kind of it's that kind of snidey dickish heel as opposed to being like just a nasty kind of thing it's that kind of like yeah dead sneaky and stuff like that which is it works really well I I think a lot of people would were probably questioning whether she had it in her to be honest with you, like whether she had the ability to actually portray that character, because she was almost in that Kofi Kingston, like Ricky Steamboat, career babyface, like sort of mode, wasn't she? Yeah. And yeah, I think a lot of people were sort of questioning whether she could pull it off, and she absolutely did. She absolutely nailed it. Uh, so fair play to her, because uh, she was definitely one of, if not the most compelling character. And um, even though it took him a while to get there, the storyline with Sasha was arguably the best storyline in the last 12 months. Moving on from uh, from, from Bailey, but sticking on, uh, on the SmackDown side of things, um, have we all seen that Jimmy Uso was arrested yet again for driving under the influence? Yes. Is this his third, is this his third one? No, yeah, well, it's, his, it's the second time in two years it's happened. Arrested for driving under the influence, is arrested on the fifth of July after posting a blood to alcohol score of over 0.2. The legal limit in Florida is 0.08, so he was basically over double the legal limit. Um, but unfortunately, as well as, as a byproduct of the situation, uh, Jimmy's wife, which is Raw superstar Naomi, has ended up deleting her Twitter account after not only receiving abuse for this, saying it was basically her fault, which. You know, it's, it's his decision, um, but also then turning into like this ugly, bloody racist abuse nonsense again. So I don't understand 
why that happened, other than the fact that they're married. I don't. I certainly don't understand why it then turned to anything of of a racial connotation. Like how? Because pe- people are fucking assholes at the end of the day. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure I can sum it up any better than that, Paul. To be honest, I think you've absolutely nailed it. Just. Yeah, just if just if if you ever feel reach yourself reaching for your phone to start typing anything of that nature, just take the phone and smash it into your face and do everybody a favour. Words of advice. Um, but yeah, so Jimmy had had only really recently returned to SmackDown as well after a bit of a stint out with uh, with injury. So it's a bit unsure. I'm a bit unsure now. Like. Is he too far into the main event picture with this whole Roman Reigns, like Jimmy and Jay, you know, the cousins, the bloodline, all that kind of stuff? Or is it going to then eventually sort of cast a bit of a shadow over him? Um, will, will they will they essentially bin him off at the first opportunity? Because there's definitely been people that have let, been let go for less. But do we think that the fact that he's squarely in the main event picture is kind of going to save him on this occasion? I don't know whether they'll bin him off. I think he'll go away again for a bit. Like we said, you know, it's like this whole family thing. I think you kind of just... We've kind of said it before. They're not afraid in the WWE to reference real-life stuff and use it to kind of make TV. Um, So I fully expect them to be like, yeah, what you did the other week, that's brought dishonour on the family. Off you go. Beat down he's got this, that and the other, he's stuck in hospital for however long, we won't see him again while they either, he goes to rehab or something like that, you know, and fingers crossed he gets the help he needs really, because it must be kind of, you know, it's difficult, it's, it's difficult when, when, you know, and I think it's, it's always this kind of thing, oh wrestlers, they're not athletes, and you're like, well they are, you know, they're probably damn sight more talented than some athletes that get kind of a lot of credit um so it must be difficult when you're injured and you can't do the thing that you want to do and you kind of get back into it and stuff like that and you know you don't know what they're taking outside you know drinking you know obviously they're drinking but you don't know what they're taking outside of wrestling to help deal with the pain you know there's a lot of you know you hear a lot of stuff from all ex-wrestlers that you know they're addicted to they were addicted to this they were addicted to the other they did dictate they're addicted to you know loads of different pain killing stuff um obviously like as it, it, I put, I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna say probably not but i can't i can't imagine that cannabis is a, is legal in florida but obviously it's getting to become more legal in more states in america and it's kind of recognised as something that is more able to help people with pain and stuff like that. But, you know, I think you just need some proper help. And I think, again, that I think, you know, the WWE doesn't shoot itself in the foot a lot kind of thing, because I don't think it does always help its talent to recover from these things. And I know they're grown people, and I know they can make their own decisions, but if you get into a spiral and you're expected to, you know, and they're back out on the road again, they go to what deals with it instantly mm. as opposed to what deals with it long term. And they must have, you know, doing the things that they do, they must have little niggles and, you know, here and there and things that kind of thing. And you're starting to hear 
more wrestlers talk nowadays about not wanting to wrestle till they're 50 and 60, not wanting to be The Undertaker or Ric Flair or Sting. They want to be, they want to effectively be like sportsmen and kind of finish at 40 and go and have a career past that. And, you know, unfortunately, if you kind of get caught with DUIs and all that kind of thing, I was going to say it kind of wrecks your career, but it's probably going to wreck your career after as opposed to currently um but then just just the way they're getting rid of people at the moment <laughs> any excuse would do i think it's a, it's a bit of a balanced one for me because without without meaning to be awful because the guy's obviously sorting himself out to a degree as well but if if jeff hardy's got a job like yeah. anybody anybody that does that shit can can do it but my worry isn't necessarily for him because i think that with you know with his wife and and if they, if they really get the machine behind them and, and use almost use them as a bit of an example in a way of this you know this is what can happen and this is what we'll do for you and, and getting the help that it needs but in the in the short term like you say when they're going out on the road if they don't if they don't step in and, and help him soon yeah he's going to be required to be in a car more often um, and it, it's not the people that it's not him necessarily that I'd be more worried about. It's the people around him, or the people that he might be driving the car towards in in, in a horrible situation. I just it it the, the help needs to sort of reinforce that it's not just him that this is is, is affecting, and, and hopefully that'll that'll do that, and it'll it'll get you know he'll get himself sorted out because you know regardless of like you, you know he needs to get his personal stuff sorted out it's like he's you know he's coming coming back off after that injury and, and all the rest of it they've, they've legitimately got a chance as well to, to to go down as one of the best tag teams in the modern era like like it's it, it's getting that realisation through get yourself sorted out personally and then look at the legacy you can leave behind is the legacy that you're going to be remembered as oh that guy who got pissed and then got in the car or is it going to be the guy that went out and won the tag team title seven times, eight times, nine times with with his brother, and then moved on to? Because you're not, especially after the the, the singles run that um, Jay's had, you're not telling me that they're not going to be looking at leasing in the continental title run from for one or both of them, or, or you know further in the future. Because the bloodline story as well, surely that lends quite well to one of them in years to come. Being at the you know the level of, of, of more title matches, yes, obviously Jay's already had a title match against Roman himself and uh, Hell in a Cell um, last year, but it, it's you know it's what you want to do. It's like and it, you know they've all they've, they've both got kids and all the rest of it. And anyway, we could talk about that bit for hours, but he, yeah, hopefully you say that. Hopefully he gets the help he needs and uh, gets himself straight in, in time. Twice in two. Twice in two years is not learning your fucking lesson, though. Just to kind of, you know, it's the, that that's the kind of thing that kind of is is aggravating. You know, you kind of obviously Jeff Hardy spiraled and kind of got caught quick in quick succession, wasn't it? And then it was a little bit of a while, you know, a good few years, and then he got kind of done again. But you know, twice in two years, you know, and that's two years. You know, we don't know how many months is that. Is passing in there, kind of thing. But I think the disturbing thing is that these are the twice that he's been caught. It makes me worry about how many times it's happened in between. Yeah, I was just going to say that it got covered on another podcast that I listened to, where they said 
it's like it's it's more a question of how many times has he done it where he's not been caught. Yeah. It's it's now getting to the point where like does does he need his license taken off him? I know that's not gonna that's not gonna deter him like in the grand scheme of things, but at least it'll mean that if he does get popped again then he's either gonna get, you know, I assume prison sentence or like a huge fine and, and stuff like that. It, so it, it needs to sort of it's worrying it's very worrying I assume that the licence issue may, may still come to pass on the basis that he was bailed the morning after he was arrested so uh, you would have thought that they'll still have proceedings to go through but yeah uh, we'll see we'll see but um, but yeah that's kind of the, the, the main talking points uh, that we've we've had since last time out if there's anything you think that we've missed obviously get in touch uh, hit us up on the, the old Twitter and uh, the, the YouTubes and, and all the rest of that good stuff and cookiecast.com and uh, if we've missed anything that's particularly important then we will uh, we can always go through it next time around but for now gentlemen we shall move on to the prediction so here we are again money in the bank 2021 I as much as the last few podcasts may have felt a bit like we were a bit annoyed about stuff and maybe possibly a little bit derogatory about the product I feel a little bit more excited this time and I don't know if it's because it's Money in the Bank and it's one of my um, favourite pay-per-views outside of the, the big four or because it's the return of live fans and you know that that surely has got to make a huge difference, I'm not sure but uh, for the first time since Wrestlemania 37 we have a pay-per-view with fans in attendance, but uh, it's in Fort Worth, Texas, this coming Sunday. And as we mentioned earlier, so far we've got six confirmed matches on the card. And as always, these are correct at time of recording uh, based on the WWE.com listings. Now, can Andy get a clean sweep this time around? Can he get a hat-trick of clean sweeps, all told? Can I maybe join him on too? Probably not, let's be honest. Or, seeing as it's money in the bank, will somebody else climb the cookie cast ladder to grab that gold? Let's get into it. Right, so we will start with the Raw Tag Team title match, which is uh, current champions AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. As we will get to shortly, uh, the Viking Raiders recently cost AJ Styles a chance at entering the money in the bank ladder match. And this clearly grab the attention of the phenomenal easy for me to say, phenomenal one and his giant accomplice almost, they now defend their titles against Eric and Ivar this Sunday will AJ Styles earn a measure of revenge do we think or will the tag titles join the raid now as mentioned we have had some guest predictions submitted ahead of time from Mr Max Epworth so thank you again Max um, and seeing as he is the guest I'll start with Max's prediction. Uh, Straight in there, Max has gone for a title retention, so AJ and Omos to come out on top. He said to me that he feels like that they will drop the titles, just not a money in the bank. He feels like it's more of a SummerSlam thing, and it'll then turn into AJ Styles versus Omos sort of programme, possibly heading towards Survivor Series. Now, I'll be honest... He's going to probably cringe when he hears me say this. I hadn't even thought about that. I had never once thought about AJ Styles versus Omos. But the instantly the image that comes to my mind is Rey Mysterio versus The Big Show from back in the day because it is it is going to be like little and large if that happens. Um, 
I mean, I'm not saying it would be horrendous. I I just think for me personally, AJ and Omos need to stay as a as a team for a little bit longer. Um, I think it's Omos is a big guy, big guy, but he's also seemingly very green in the matches that he's had so far. Um, whether you know that's the tag matches or his first ever singles match on on Raw this past week. Um, I get the feeling he's a stereotypical Vince McMahon kind of guy and the fact that he's just a huge dude. Um, not sure about the quality of the uh, the in-ring stuff. So, that might lead you to think that I'm also going to agree with Max in the sense of that I've said that these teams, this, this team should stay together. I think this team will stay together, but I think they will drop the titles now. So, Max is gone for AJ and Omos I have gone for the Viking Raiders what do you guys think title retention please okay yeah same for me please if this wants to fly ball there we go and so, same for you Mr Cook yes please that is you two guys locked in the book Matt same for me as well. Oh, yeah, man. Well, that's a point for me then. I think. I think the main problem is the fact that they've like since they've won them. Have they have they defended them yet? And that's that's another reason to get rid of them, or, or to get to drop the belts from them. For me, just a just a really strange one. Like, it's like I'm sure they always like it, always back in the day they used to bring out the uh, if. If the storyline dictated it, they had they had the mandatory thirty day defence clause that they used to bring out and stuff like that, didn't they? And that just seems to have uh, mm. disappeared in the last no out of many years of that. C- certainly since a uh, a certain Mister Ponytail decided to uh, just take random months off and stuff like that. I'm always <laughs> um, here. Andy's been on the podcast every time. I'm always here. <laughs> I, I, I don't appreciate. I feel victimised. I feel triggered. Yeah, well, just get get over it. On that Sam. note, <laughs> on, on that HR doing overtime there, aren't they? <laughs> I think it's that thing where AJ is pretty much bulletproof. So it was mean to me. It was mean to me. Won't be a problem. But and and obviously, if they were, if if they do end up losing, it's not going to be Omos that takes the pin, is it? So. Um, yeah, it just it, to me, it just doesn't make any sense to have them lose just yet. Yeah, so, so here, here's a question for our uh, resident carb-based vegetable expert, seeing as Paul loves his hot potato so much. Is it still classed as hot potato if they've not defended it very much, but then uh, lose it after two months? Is it the defences that make it the hot potato, or is it the amount of time? It's the it's the changes. So well, it's a time-based issue, then, is what you're telling me. We'll, yeah, we'll, di- we'll we'll discuss a true hot potato when I'm ready to grumble in a bit. Ooh, okay. Grumbles. Okay. You go. There's there's a cliffhanger right there. I've got <laughs> two actually this this this, this month. Mm-hmm. I've grumbled for a while. I have two. Well, I I have nothing to grumble about this month because I'm so excited about Money in the Bank. So you can have uh, <laughs> my thirty seconds. <laughs> so okay, so we have got four to one for AJ and almost to retain so next on the card 
I've got the Raw Women's title match of Rhea Ripley going in as champion versus, anybody want to guess? Anybody seen a pay-per-view in the last uh, three months? That's right, everyone. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair again. The feud that will seemingly not go away. It's like it, the cockroaches. Well, it it, it just won't die, will it? No. But, I mean, surely this time it has to. Surely. I don't know. I, 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 I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> I don't, this, it's the same. They're a bit sort of screwed either way here, I think. Because if, if, they, if they beat Charlotte, then it's kind of like, oh, well, she just she just definitely can't beat Rhea. But if they beat Rhea, it's like, oh, well, she's just shit then, isn't she? So this is, this is absolutely... The, if, if anybody says, in terms of like explaining like wrestling vernacular, like what is booking yourself into a corner? Give them this because, like Paul's just said, they can't really. Ha- if, if if Rhea wins, yeah, that like Charlotte, Charlotte's really just come back, and and there's nothing really more for her to do in the title picture. Yeah, she should, like she have to have like six months out of it, if, or at least. If, if Charlotte wins, everyone's like, oh god, Charlotte Flair another title win, that, that, that goes that way. They can't have it as a draw because last time out, Rhea got intentionally disqualified for, for the same effect, so like I really really don't know what the... Like, it's the what living embodiment of the... it's the wrestling living embodiment of the Spider-Man gif at the moment. Just like two <laughs> fucking spiders, yeah, the same kind of <laughs> to beat each other, it's just fucking stupid they should have done that it's the kind of thing of right okay we've got these two kind of for want of a better phrase monsters uh, in terms of the the female kind of division they are taller they're more athletic than most of them and they can't have either of them lose so where do they go you know it's 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 yeah they should have just yeah, they should have just kind of let it go, and you know, if you want this match, fine. I can understand why you want the match, but if you want Charlotte Flair to win, but you don't want her to win on a smaller pay per view, then don't have the fucking match on those pay per views. You know, just to have it, have it at SummerSlam because we—that's what—that's what we know is going to happen at the end of the day. Well, this. As it is money in the bank, obviously there is a women's money in the bank match. So the winner of the match may also be kind of swayed. Oh, they might depend. Basically, it depends where it sits on the card. If this match comes after the women's money in the bank match, there is also then that in play as well. So maybe that's their get out of jail free card. Maybe that's maybe they have a cash in on the night. Who knows? Personally, I've not opted for that on the basis that. It's their first event back with the crowd. Like the crowds, in theory, should be absolutely white hot anyway. And they didn't get to play around, particularly with the women's money in the bank case last year because of the whole pregnancy oh. angle. So well, think about it, they, haven't, they haven't done it for two years, really, because they had um, they had Asuka last year, and then the year before that was Bailey, wasn't it? And then Shinji Kaku the night. night. Yeah. So. They're basically not. They've basically not had a women's money in the bank holder for two years. But then, was the year before Alexa Bliss when she also did the same thing? Then, so it. <laughs> was Carmella wasn't Carmella the year before. 
So Carmella was the first year. Then it was then Bliss. it was Alexa Bliss. Carmella didn't, did she? Because she cashed it in on SmackDown after the, the Iconics debut. She, she held it for nearly a year, didn't she? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think then that if they did it again, it would be like the the well the fourth yeah. event in a row where they've not been able to do anything with it. So I think they'll yeah. hang on to it this time around. They have Anyway, so it's quite literally a coin toss this one for me. Um, so. I've gone Rhea Ripley. That's it. There's no reason behind it. Just because I want Rhea Ripley to win more than Charlotte Flair. So, Paul's, Paul, is that a hand of agreement, Mr. Williams? Yes, please. Matt? Uh, this is where it's going to be kind of wrong because I'm agreeing with you. I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley, but I think it's going to be like a disqualification kind of thing. I think that Charlotte's just going to lose her shit and just kind of go that kind of that kind of route I think they can't they can't do it two in a row surely well, it's obviously it's all the person doing it this time mm. and I think it won't yeah. be as kind of healy shitty kind of thing I think it'll just be like kind of that kind of thing so Mr Cook sorry did someone say playing for points yeah just take me down for Charlotte will you well it is indeed playing for points uh, because Max has also picked Rhea Ripley. So, whereas I was 4-1 to one against last time, you are 4-1 against this time. So, at least we'll be one all after the first two matches on our predictions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> neck and neck. Yeah. Um, Max has said that the, the fact that the crowds are back actually leans in more towards picking Charlotte Flair because she seems to be like the guaranteed draw. But he's just he said he's massively torn, so he's... he's I think he's had the old uh, coin flip out as well, and he's, uh, he's 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 nailed to he's nailed his flag to Rhea Ripley on this one. So we shall move on. the The third match on my listing is the WWE title match between Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins, the champion versus Kofi Kingston. You, you might have noticed that I just said WWE title match. And didn't say Drew McIntyre. So after about 18 months or so, Drew was finally ousted from the title picture when Bobby Lashley beat him at Hell in a Cell. Um, the night after that title defence, Lashley was then confronted by New Day. Kofi laid down the challenge to a title match, which Lashley accepted on one basis, that he could fight Xavier Woods inside Hell in a Cell for the second night. In a, he wanted a Hell in a Cell match for the second night in a row. Well, it uh, changes careers. No. However, though, you will also be aware that this is the uh, first time ever somebody has competed in a Hell in a Cell match two nights running. So, you know, they could wheel that one out at least. Um, Yeah, it will be baffling. But, yeah, the defeat that night for Xavier Woods actually bars him from ringside for the title match at Money in the Bank. So there is that element to it. But despite being barred at Money in the Bank, Xavier Woods actually picked up a clean pinfall win over the WWE Champion on Raw this past week, completely derailing any momentum that Lashley had going into the title defence. And also, I'm not really sure about the reason as to why it happened. It seems a bit... I mean, it's cool, and I'd like to see Xavier Woods have a title match in the basis that he's been there a long time as well. 
I just don't know if it, I don't know if it's entirely believable. I mean, it'd be it'd be a cool shock win if that ever happened, as it was in a non-title element. But it just seems a bit of an odd move. Um, but yeah, are we going to get the continuation of the Almighty Era, or just for Andy, will a new day dawn of Money in the Bank? <laughs> what are we thinking, gents? I tell you what we're thinking, because you know how much I love the New Day. Kofi. Kofi's going to take the title. I'm saying it here and now. He will have a little bit of help from one Drew McIntyre. Easiest way to get back in the back in the title picture is to help somebody he knows he can beat win and then immediately issue a challenge. Well, he might also have a case in his hand by that point as well. So there is that point. Still in my predictions, Esther. <laughs> so okay, so you definitely uh, like, just do not adjust. Uh, do, do not adjust. Do not adjust your sets, ladies and gentlemen. Mister Cook has picked Kofi Kingston to win the WWE title match. Correct. 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 Okay, Paul. I mean, you might be in shock. I'm glad you sat down after Andy's prediction, but I mean, it's it's one of those ones like you know they always say, don't they? Like you remember where you were. When historical moments happened, fuck it down. Even even though I did I did see something on the Twitter um, about how I think it was they were posting advertisements for a live event in Denver or somewhere close, and it was or somewhere similar to Denver, and it was an advertisement for a WWE Championship match between Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston. But I'm pretty sure that was from two years ago or something like that. Yeah, um, that's just people shit staring on the internet. I mean, yeah. who would have thought people did that on the internet? I mean, it's yeah. also a bollock because isn't isn't Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown? Also correct. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 same same answer that I've given for every pay per view since um, Lashley took the sorry sorry Bobbly took the uh, took the title. He's uh, he, it kills his, it kills him as a character to take it off him this this soon. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming, Kof, but um, no, no, no title switch for you, boy. Max has agreed. He's also said that uh, it will be Lashley, as the ponytailed Lesnar will be back in time for SummerSlam to take the title off him there, which then potentially sets up champion versus champion at Survivor Series down the line. As Heyman's Beast versus Heyman's Chief, which could be interesting. Kind of like that idea. And then which side? Which side will he choose? So, so Max, Max is not only given us the prediction there, but he's also playing the long game straight away. Um, you know, yeah, he's 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 gone into Booker mode. Mm. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's that's where Max has gone. I don't think that's. Uh, I would not be disappointed if that happened. So I can't I can't disagree with that. Uh, and I, I will not disagree with the uh, prediction. I have also picked good old Bob Lee. Matt, that leaves you Me to round us out. Yeah, yeah. Bob Lee as well. Clean bobbly sweep. Not quite. Is that new not quite, because because now if he is playing for points, if it does work that way, and Andy could be the only person that... <sighs> Andrew will feel foolish when his love for the New Day... 
Sorry, did you did you use did you use my full name there, Stu? Andy Clean Sweep Cook. Did, I didn't I didn't hear you. You mean, you mean Andy Clean Sweep Pay Per View Predictions Champion Cook? That that's yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. We, uh, I, I called you the Vince McMahon of the podcast earlier on. What, yeah, what yeah I, start, I still haven't got over that. <laughs> and as well, did, did, you, did you manage to drop in there with like, there was like, obviously if he does get a, another clean sweep, obviously it would be the first time in pro, uh, podcast predictions history that we'd had three clean sweeps. Just, you know, so you can say whatever it was is the first time ever. And, and as the Vince McMahon of the podcast, I have got a massive tent going on right now. <laughs> At the sheer mention of first time ever. <laughs> right, so we've we've we'll move away from that then into the other the other title match. <laughs> from the other um but yeah, Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship against Edge. Edge made a surprise. Edge made a surprise return about three weeks ago now on SmackDown and destroyed not only Jimmy Uso but the Universal Champion himself. Edge didn't ever get his one-on-one match that he earned from winning the Rumble, so he's back now staking his claim. And in the week since his return, Edge has constantly had the upper hand over Roman and his uh, cousins including a little bit of help from the Mysterios this past week on SmackDown. There's no tag title been announced as yet between the Usos and the Mysterios, but you kind of get the feeling that that's where it's headed. So don't be surprised if that's another match that's either added to the pay-per-view this weekend or even shows up on SmackDown on Friday before we get there. Um, But in the meantime, the head of the table is going to have his hands full with the Rated R Hall of Famer. So will Edge complete his journey? And of redemption back to the gold or does Roman's reign continue where are we going with this one gents Reigns yeah Roman Reigns I can do my best to build this up all day everybody's just going to go Reigns 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 aren't they all the way along the line I mean if you want I'll, I'll pick Edge oh no don't you worry Paul I've got that covered but I'll have Edge to win by disqualification. Wow. In fact, actually, yeah, stick me down for that. Okay. Well, I'm absolutely not doing that. So, um, I've I've gone for Roman Reigns. I've said it on four podcasts, maybe now. You know where this is headed. It's going to be WrestleMania next year with uh, Rock with the Yeah, it's the only way it's headed. Only way it's I headed. Think, I think if you if you if you breathe in heavily enough, I can you smell can, it you as well. Can, can you smell, smell it? Smell it. <laughs> it's, that that isn't what you might think it is. It is just the sheer level of disappointment I will have when it actually gets confirmed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm not. You'll scream like a little child when he's there. You, you of all people, Paul, know that is an absolute lie. So anyway, um, WrestleMania thir- 30 was lovely when there was like seventy thousand people cheering and she was there. No, <laughs> no don't like it. Don't like it. So I've picked, I've picked Roman Reigns. It pains me to do it again, but it's happening, and it'll happen every time whilst he's got the title until that match is booked. It might even happen then. Let's be honest. We shall see. 
so yeah, Max Max has agreed. Um, he didn't actually give me any kind of <laughs> spiel on this one, which is why I kind of thought it would just be the same all the way down the line. I thought everybody would kind of be in agreement on the basis that I got a little paragraph about every match, and that's really cool and really appreciated when the uh, predictions are coming in. But um, this one literally just says, Reigns versus Edge, Reigns. That is it. So, you know, so he's, he's, he's in full, he's, you know, I, I, I can't disagree with the lad. Is it not Reigns in block capitals, then just dot, dot, dot? To sort of put emphasis on the fact that like nothing else is going to happen. <laughs> it's in the book. The prediction is in the book. So, uh, Andy, are you, are, you, are you going with Edge now that Paul's done that? No, now Paul. Now Paul's picked up the slack. I can uh, I can settle nicely into uh, a Roman Reigns victory by knockout. Okay. Interesting one. I like it. Matt, that leaves you to finish off the predictions for this one. Oh, sorry, uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. I, I, in fairness, mate, I already had that in there. I was just checking. Um, so <laughs> I, it looked like my eyes had glazed over and I'd fallen asleep because I'm that bored with the storyline. <laughs> that would be uh, about right, yeah. How, how dare you disrespect the tribal chief? Come you wait. If, you, if you're listening, Roman, we definitely know Matt's address. So, you know, we're just saying... Um, right. Cracking. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, so th- I guess the main event of the of the uh, pay per view, or main events of the pay per view, as it is so named, will be the the uh, the ladder matches, whether they're on first or last or whatever. They'll they'll be the bit that everybody's kind of looking for. I'm torn between doing the men's and women's last. On my list, it's the men's last. But I think I'm going to go with that now on the basis that I think that is the probably it's got a bit a bit more predictable. It's a bit more predictable. So we'll go with the men's first, just in a, in a change to the uh, the advertising building. So unlike the setup for the women's Money in the Bank match, all of the men involved have actually qualified over the recent weeks. From SmackDown, Big E defeated Apollo Crews to earn a spot. Kevin Owens beat Sami Zayn in a hell of a last man standing match. If you've not had a chance to see that, well worth a look back. Especially considering it was on uh, like weekly television as well. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura took the crown of Baron Corbin, sorry Paul, to become two, uh, king two weeks ago. But then defeated him again the following week to also take his money in the bank spot. Rollins defeated Cesaro to take the final entry from the blue brand. Now, if you've been following that along, appreciate there's a lot of results in there, but you'll notice that these are all like rivalries that have, have been on pay-per-view over the last few months as well. So, in a way, it, it kind of feels kind of cool that they might have actually used the, the, the blow-off to the the, the, uh, the rivalries to actually you know, put the qualifying spots through into the money in the bank. So, all of those, I would hope, will be put on the back burner for a little while. Um, as the end of, of the rivalries have, have been given a little bit more meaning with this qualification. But I guess guess we'll find out when next week on SmackDown. Um, so, so, yeah, we'll, we'll find out about that. But, yeah, from, from Raw, Riddle shocked Drew McIntyre to earn his place. Ricochet defeated AJ Styles with a bit of an assist from the Viking Raiders, as we talked about earlier. Good old Johnny Drip Drip, as he's now christened himself, John Morrison. 
the, the worst one is that have you have you heard all of his uh, new nicknames? By the way, from uh, from Raw in the last few weeks, he's he's now not not John Morrison. He's now not just Johnny Drips uh, Johnny Drip Drip. He's not using the drip stick to win matches by uh, distraction, but he he is also now going to be known as America's Moist Wanted. If, oh, that make, if that doesn't make you cringe every time you hear it, I am not sure what will. Oh, good lord! I know. Tell me about it. Especially when like the guy saying it on commentary is like old enough to be your dad. It feels a bit weird. I don't like it. Um. So yeah, he he beat Randy Orton. Sorry, Matt. Uh, in in a bit of another shock entry, but then this set up a final triple threat match, which is like a final chance where Drew ended up beating AJ Styles and Riddle, who ended up competing on behalf of his fallen RK Bro stablemate at the time, Randy Orton, in the triple threat. Kept up with all that. I mean, if you didn't, we'll just tell you who's in the match again, if you like, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, the, the, basically, what we're getting to, it's a very long build-up. There's a lot of interwoven stories in the match here. Uh, but, but I guess, who who's going to get the fairy tale ending of the Money in the Bank contract? So, just, just to go through, rapid fire, we have got Drew McIntyre, Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, Big E, Shinsuke Nakamura... Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Who wants to go first? I believe I've already given my predictions, Stu. So you're sticking with the the big Scotsman, yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Unfortunately for you, Max has also picked that. So you're not you're not on your own this time around. Um, I'm just trying to see if he's. Again, no, he's quite confident with this one. It is just Drew Mack, that is it. Bish, bash, bosh. That is, that, is the, that is the prediction. So that's two, two of you for Drew. Um, Matt? Biggie. Okay. But I think Randall Randall's going to come in and screw Riddle and then that'll start a storyline of them two building up to SummerSlam or something like that. Apparently, um, for a bit of continuity... Because Randy's been off TV for the last couple of weeks, and it, I've, I've read that he may or may not have been on holiday in Hawaii. Um, and in the note that was handed in by Riddle, that was definitely written by Riddle to say why Randy Orton couldn't compete on Raw that night, the letter started with Aloha for that reason. It was kind of like a bit of an in thing, which I thought was quite funny when I read about that. So, so yeah. So Matt, Matt has gone for Big E. Paul, same, my friend. I've been, I think I, I think I even called this like a couple of months ago when we did the WrestleMania podcast, or possibly even the Royal Rumble one. Like for me, if if they don't pull the trigger on him this year, they never will. Okay. So, well, for for my prediction, appreciate that this is a little more of a, a, a visual aid. So if you are listening along get yourself over to YouTube and uh, do all the usual subscribing and, and sharing and liking. But um, I, I just need to just, just need to reach just, just up there. Just, for, just like, just, uh, uh, so yeah. So there's a bit of a visual. Who, money in the bank? Who do I think is going to win money in the bank? Well, no, you've won it. Yeah, I'm going to say, are you picking yourself? <laughs> I've won it. Just a dirty rumor. Um, so if I just reach into the case, what, what, what ah, some what do I What do I have there? So yeah, you might have guessed it. My prediction is in agreement with uh, with Matt and with Paul. 
I'm picking Big E to win. Um, it's about damn time, people. Um, there's, I have I've read all sorts of conspiracy conspiracy theories in the past week about Kofi's going to win the title and then Big E's going to win and then Big E will cash in on him and it'll be the end of the New Day and all the rest of it. Really? Can anybody see the New Day ending anytime soon? Ever? Ever, ever? There's also talk of... <laughs> okay, all right. Can anybody apart from Andy? Andy, this is like what we think will happen, not what you really say, there's a difference. There's a difference between can you see it and is it the one thing you've wanted more than anything else in the world? Honestly, my, uh, <laughs> my, my letter to Father Christmas every year. <laughs> Dear Father Christmas, the only thing I want for Christmas this year is the end of the new day. Lots of love, Andy Cook. 41. Little Andy Cook. Little Andy Cook, 41. <laughs> seven and a half years old. Yeah. 41 years old. <laughs> okay, so we, we might we might as a team be uh, be left a little embarrassed on that one on the basis that there's, uh, what, eight competitors and collectively between the five of us we've picked two different people. But um, I just think, yeah. like, when you look at the rest of them, it's going to be, obviously, Ricochet and Johnny Moist as uh, have been doing spots all over the shop for the past couple of weeks, so that's just going to be ladders for extra kind of. I was going to say something. No, I'm not going to say it. Some moist spots uh, <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Obviously, Zane and uh, Zane and uh, uh, Owens will kind of carry on their kind of you know you and kind of people laugh about this fight forever chat. That they are the living embodiment of that chant, um, and then what we've got Shinsuke, and then obviously Shinsuke and uh, and Riddle. I think there'll be some outside interference with them. I just think I think Randall will turn up in a in a grass skirt and RKO um, Paul Riddle, and then that'll be the end of RK Bro. And See, uh, obviously Baron Corbin will set about King Ring. This is the one match, though, for me, where, like, like Money in the Bank match that has been, and I, I said this to, to you guys when we've spoken about this off air, like, it's the first time there's ever been a, a men's Money in the Bank ladder match, and I'm, if, I, I genuinely do not care who wins in a way. Like, I think Big E will win, but I'd be quite happy with any of them. And if anybody that we haven't picked um, was, was going to get an honourable mention as, as somebody that I'd want to win, it would definitely be Kevin Owens. It's that thing, that, like, I mean, with the with the exam with the exception of maybe Morrison, there's there's a there's an argument you can build for every single one of them winning it. Like for Ricochet, it could be that like you know, other than the the title match he had at whatever the Saudi show was that he had against Lesnar, he's never really sort of been in that top level bracket, um, and he's you know arguably the sort of the human highlight reel of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's he's literally he's he's pretty much been put in the match for the high spots, haven't he? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I'd agree with you on that one. I think it's it's the one where no matter who wins, we don't lose, sort of thing. It's the who can do the coolest thing with the briefcase now. I think ever since um, old Broccoli 
did a, did, was obviously carrying it around and pretending it was a boombox. It's kind of like, right, you know, who could do something cool with it? Obviously, Big E can do, you know, you know that they'll he'll, they'll do the New Day kind of, you know, thing with it. I mean, we haven't, we haven't kind of talked about Seth Rollins, who's kind of like, I think obviously he can use it to kind of further on his saviour of uh, whichever kind of thing that he's on there and carry it around and no doubt he'll make some kind of cool changes to it and stuff like that you know it, it's it, it's kind of yeah you know whoever wins you're kind of like yeah fair enough it looks whichever if they get a title actual title run out of it it'd be quite cool mm. so that leads us then to the final prediction of the evening the uh, women's money in the bank ladder match uh, this match has been a, a bit of a victim of change due to Bailey's injury. Obviously, Bailey has never been in uh, listed as been in the match, but she was in a title match with Bianca Belair, had to be removed. Carmella was then put from the Money in the Bank match into the title match, but then the title match itself was moved off the pay per view onto SmackDown this coming week when they go back in front of fans. So it's like everything has been up in the air for this for this one. Um, the, the competitors currently listed, we only have seven of eight participants. So that also opens us up to having an extra bonus point this time for who, for picking who you think the, the final entrant will be. So the confirmed competitors are Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, the newly named Nikki Ash, formerly known as Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Natalia. And Zelina Vega, as we talked about a little earlier. Um, yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a bit of a bit of a bizarre sort of setup. What are we what are we thinking? Is it, do you reckon that they'll fill the spot on SmackDown this week? Do you reckon that they'll leave it until the night itself? And who do you think that that might be? And Andy's Andy's chomping at the bit here. Go on, Andy, take it away. Man. My uh, my my final uh, person to enter this match is also my winner, Becky Lynch. I thank you. No, no, none of that. No, no, no. You fucking no. prediction stealer. No. Well, I mean. He is, but also I will shout out again to uh, Mr. Max Epworth, who uh, has also picked Becky Lynch as the winner and the, and the surprise entrant. Um, yeah, he he was torn. He, he basically messaged me and said, I'm picking Becky or Sasha. I was like, eh, no, no, you know the rules. <laughs> pick one, because we're not, we're not hedging any bets on this. You need to pick, so he did. And... Sasha could be a viable replacement because she's surely about due back as well. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see that that's Paul's hand that's been raised in the bottom corner there, Paul. Um, do you want do you want to carry on from this point? Well, that, that, so I've literally just had to go through the list of SmackDown female superstars and uh, noticed that Sasha Banks was listed on there that I'd completely forgot about. Also... Triple H and Stephanie McMahon listed as being on SmackDown. <laughs> In fact, 
Yeah, scratch the uh, scratch the badge. Just put me down for Stephanie McMahon to win the uh, one in the match. <laughs> are you are you putting Sasha down as the surprise entrant or as entrant and winner? Um, well, both because she's not in it. No, but you, are you picking her to win as well? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, as in like, she. I, I think I think we're at the point now where looking at the list, I couldn't I couldn't really pick a winner from it. So I was thinking, well, surely it's, it's going to be the surprise entrant is going to be the winner. But then, would a, surprise, would, would a surprise winner not be one of the people who have been listed? Well, the unfortunate thing is, is that WWE go with the kind of five-year-old mentality of, oh, it's a surprise. Oh, and then the surprise is the surprise as well. Kind of thing. Not like, oh, it's a surprise. And then somebody else won you're like oh no yeah it's that kind of like this this was this was covered on one of Jim Cornette's podcasts he was like uh, he was talking to someone when he was when they were working at ECW and they tried to get him to go in for a show one month because he said oh we don't have a surprise for this month and he was like what do you mean he was like well every month we have like a surprise for the for the audience and he goes so if you have a surprise every month does, <laughs> is it not just stop being a surprise they're going to want something big, aren't they, for being imagine so. in front of the live crowd. And well, I was going to say, it's, it's, a shame, it's a shame they haven't left a spot in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match for uh, CM Punk to make his inevitable return. <laughs> Probably Rob, you know, take oh. a bit. Maybe that'll happen. Can't see, see people getting injured on the Smackdown this week. CM Punk will not be coming back. And especially not on this pay-per-view because he will still be out celebrating the fact that his UFC record has been uh, better by <laughs> by the fact that somebody got disqualified for a drug test three years ago and has now been scrapped from his record. Him and Conor McGregor uh, in a fight soon. Who has the strongest ankles? <laughs> um, anyway, so we had Paul picking Sasha Banks as winner and entrant. Um, Matt. Where are you? Uh, where are you going with this one? I'm gonna go Becky Lynch for both. Okay, it's not very um, uh, exciting, but okay. Um, I am picking two names, so I'm the, I'm the only one doing this. Um, he's gone for a surprise, and he's gone for a different winner, Sly. Um. I also am going for Becky Lynch as the surprise entrant. Um, I just feel that she's big enough to not need the briefcase to go straight into a title run anyway. Um, it would have a nice sort of symmetry to last year if she did win, having given up the title to Asuka in the case, and that kind of would make, make a bit of sense. I, I think that would make more sense if Asuka was still the champion, and obviously she's not. So that was why... I stayed away from uh, Becky Lynch winning, but I have picked her as a surprise entrant. My winner is uh, a lady that I mentioned very early on in this podcast, and I'm going to pick Zelina Vega. I think that the, the briefcase works better with the heel characters, and that does work. I am aware that I've picked Big E there for the men's, but I do think that works better all round. And I feel that she's strong enough, not only as, as a wrestler, but also on the mic to kind of carry it off. And as I kind of alluded to earlier on, they're going to have to do something special with it this year over, over the course of a period of time rather than just done and dusted on the night. So I think 
from the from the lineup, she is the woman to do it. So I'm I'm going with Zelina Vega. Toyed I toyed with the idea of having her, but then the surprise entrant slot swayed me. Well, see, now never venture away from your first instincts. You'll be you'll honestly, be regretting that. Gonna say, honestly, thought you were going to say something. Uh, you know what they say: never venture away from that slot. <laughs> well, you'll 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 be regretting it when you've got two points and I've only got one. Oh no, wait a minute, that's not right. Anyway, so yeah, so that that brings us to the end of the predictions for Money in the Bank 2021. Has anybody got any other business this time out? <gasps> like I say, Matt, Matt, Matt has at least one thirty-second on the clock thing to mention. I believe. Do, do we just give him a minute and let him let, him let rip? In fact, should we, should we just not time him and just let him up, just let him vent for the next like however long he wants to go for? I like that, boss. So what you're saying is we're going to have ready to grumble, but for the first time ever, it's not going to have a timer to it. <laughs> I, I, Iron uh, I, 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 Iron Man Grumble match. <laughs> I can give you thirty if you want. Do 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 it twice over if you've got two. Let's let's have it. See what he's got. We can, we can do one and then we can discuss the discuss them. Right, three, two, one, go. Right to to coin a phrase from Mister Paul Williams: hot potato in titles, namely the NXT Women's Tag Title. Why the hell did you introduce those tag titles if they're going to become quite possibly the most pointless titles they have because they've been handed around to four, five different tag teams now and they're just passed around week by week. Done. Can't argue with it. It's not wrong. I, I, I knew that when you mentioned Hot Potato that was exactly where you were going. Um, I mean, Paul probably would have more of a viewpoint on it if he actually watched NXT during the week. And, you know, it didn't happen on a takeover, so he's not going to have seen it. But um, I've got Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just you could you could argue that it it feels worse this time. I think because of the fact it was the way that lost the titles in the sense of like they were more of a team than uh, Shotzi mm. and and Ember ever were um, and even more of a team than you know Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez really were as well and like they they would have been the ones really to carry that through the you know to make the division something the fact I think it, it not, not only makes it worse that a proper team has then dropped it so quickly but it also makes it worse that it's two single stars again that have just been thrown together in uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark that have, that have, that have won um, probably just little shout out for Zoe Stark at this point in time because I think she is fantastic like such a good wrestler I think her character needs a bit more personality um, which I think she'll get from a bit of a partnership with Shirai maybe that's the reason they've done it but um, yeah I'm a big big fan of Zoe Stark I like her very much I just didn't get it I like they put it on they put it on the perfect kind of perfect team to make it relevant and then for whatever reason I don't know whether it's to put over Zoe Stark I don't know whether it's because they feel like Io Shirai does not need the tag titles no 
you know, so I can't, you know, oh, she, you know, someone, someone, one of the commentators, they oh, you know, oh, it's always good to see her with it, with it, with it, with it, you know, with with a title, and you're like, she's just good to watch. Doesn't matter what she's doing, you know, it, she doesn't need a title. She just needs a decent rivalry to be doing, and this, you know, God knows. You know, obviously they're too busy fanning on with this index thing that they quite that they seem to think is a thing. It is a thing. How dare you? I want to go be, with Wade Barrett. It's not a thing. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. Bad news. It's not a thing. <laughs> I, I like with with all one thing that we've not mentioned is the the recent spit of call ups to to SmackDown seemingly from the NXT Women's Division. <laughs> oh, okay. Give him the 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Make your mind up what you're doing with fucking characters, please. Because it's, you know, Dakota Kai returns and it's a big build-up for weeks and weeks. She's charging up, she's charging up, and then she oh, comes in like... Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. And then next thing you know, oh, she's on SmackDown with Shotzi Blackheart. You know, Bronson Reed. Take your pick. Seriously have some fucking foresight it's insane yeah <laughs> it's just banana it's absolute insanity I think I think Tegan Knox was the strangest one that they've had that battery charging sort of uh, teaser being played for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then it finally gets to the end she cost. She actually costs the the way the tag team titles essentially by distraction, and then she she did nothing. No fighting. Nothing. Didn't get physically involved. Stood there. Put her arms out. Distraction caused. Titles done. Nothing else was done. And then she turns up on SmackDown for a match. So there's no like if if that's her done in in NXT, her whole return was putting her arms out. Yeah, with you know taking shots he with it to their forehead, the but, Moon but, and the Black Art thing. But yeah, so 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 they wanted a tag team on SmackDown, so they they took Shotzi, who was in a, a an established semi-established team by that point of uh, you know having worked with them the Moon for quite a period of months, and put her with somebody entirely different. Bizarre. It doesn't really kind of seem to fit with her either. You know, obviously Bronson Reed is going to turn up some point on the main roster as well. So, eventually gets his hand on the hands on the North American uh, title, then goes through some casual racism for a couple of weeks, where people are like, "Well, yeah, you're not from North America, so you can't hold the title." <laughs> genuinely, genuinely said by two different uh, members of the roster. Obviously, it's oh. scripted. But we'll Jesus just ignore Christ. the European Championship from twenty-five years ago, shall we? They don't have an Oceana title, so... Uh, the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. <laughs> you know, uh, um, where else are you? Obviously, I mean, I don't, I don't know if people have seen NXT this week, but obviously Mandy Rose has turned up on NXT this week. Have you seen that that's allegedly part of a bit of a swap around, though, as well? So that they've, they've said that Mandy Rose has gone back to NXT, and again, so you've got the pick of the entire women's division that could be called up to SmackDown. And they've gone with Aaliyah. Now, really? I'm looking from all, from, from all of the blank looks on all of your faces that you're all fucking thrilled about that. Um, 
fair fair play to Aaliyah. She's been she's she's been at the PC since she was nineteen. So she, you know she's yeah. well. She was on that. She was on that breaking ground thing, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Back when Baron Corbin still had hair. <laughs> what do you mean then? <laughs> well, I say hair. I obviously meant rat's tails, but you know. We'll, we'll no, it was on. a symbiote, wasn't it? It was just all kind of wrong. That. You, they, they, um, someone put a tweet out like when, like when his hair was obviously all like wet and slick, and it basically just like looked as if it was stuck to the mat. It looked like one of those symbiotes trying to sort of like stick onto him and like latch on. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 I think we'll uh, we'll probably end up discussing the uh, the call ups in a bit of depth because I think they'll probably have a knock on effect uh, for the next pay per view when we're all back together. Uh, which, in theory, should be SummerSlam. So yeah, see how uh, see how many uh, how many tag title matches they're all in by SummerSlam. <laughs> Surely Andy's already applied for the press pass. Or if they're still uh, if they're still in the WWE, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, well, if they're not, then they'd, they'd better hope that those contracts haven't been uh, changed over to main roster contracts, haven't they? <laughs> I think that'll be well, the one and only time that will. Ever happen? Everybody's got ninety days now. Pretty Some, much. Somebody, somebody in legal got fired for that, and I'm guessing that they also have a thirty day no cut people. Yes, they probably did their own. And um, I'm hoping that Andy has applied for the uh, press passes on the basis that SummerSlam is in Vegas. Just saying. You know me, boys love it in Vegas. <laughs> but yeah, and, and, unless anybody's got anything else, then that kind of brings us to the end of, of this episode. Oh. Oh no, Paul still has something. No, no, I didn't like it. That was me saying no, I don't. All right, okay. I thought you were telling me to, to to not bring it to a close, but we shall bring it to a close. All right. Well, thank you very much for you guys for joining us as always. Thank you very much to Max for for sticking in the uh, guest predictions, and you may see his face at some point on here, um, as that is now legally binding. But yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Money in the Bank, and uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe as always. Thanks very much. The so there you go, what do you think to that? Another wrestling pay-per-view coming your way very soon. If you're checking us out on YouTube, big thanks. If you're subscribing to us on YouTube, big thanks. Likewise, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your audio podcasts, if you are just listening to us, doesn't stop you being an amazing subscriber. If you'd also like, share, comment, that's how this uh, this whole thing keeps ticking along. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. <laughs>